Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan? This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Here we go. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're starting off like that. That's how we're going to do this. This is... Hey, boys. This is Leave It on a Jet Plane, take two. <laughs> yes, you guessed it. By the, you know, audio sounds of the peanut gallery, the live studio audience. Yes, I am still in California. Um, I, I know I told you that the next show was going to be in the studio, well, the next show was supposed to be last week, and um, there wasn't a show, I'm sure you've all noticed, because I was still in California. Uh, I was supposed to be flying home on 
the Wednesday, the 20, I was supposed to be flying home on the 27th and something woke me up out of sleep at 6am. I just, I had a bad feeling. I don't know. I had a bad feeling. So I jumped on my phone. Sure enough, had an email from the, oh, this is episode 73, by the way. Um, had an email from WestJet telling me that they had, um, moved my flight. They canceled my original flight and moved my flight. By more than 24 hours. Uh, they'd moved it to the next day, uh, later in the day, which put me outside of the 24-hour allowed allotment for my COVID test. So, yeah, um, they wanted to put me on a flight from California to Calgary, and then from Calgary to Toronto. No. <laughs> It's only a four hour flight, four and a half hour flight direct. Why am I going to go three hours to Calgary and then almost three or almost four hours to Calgary and then three hours to Toronto on a four hour flight? No, no. So, um, but I called them and I couldn't get on that flight anyway because my COVID test was no longer valid. So there was a $150 down the tubes. And we, I phoned WestJet, got on the phone, you know, did the whole, I need to go home. And they got me a flight on the 6th. So you'll hear this and I'll already be, hopefully, fingers crossed, barring any, you know, more cancellations. <laughs> um, I will be home by the time you hear this on the 7th. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm still in California. Sorry, Jason. Your guys are having an extended vacation. But I do have a, uh, I don't know if you can hear that, shiny, hard-cased suitcase to bring your little friends home in. Uh, they're all snuggled in there around my unmentionables. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm down to the wire again. Had my uh, second COVID test. Still no COVID. Yay. <laughs> And today I went and had a booster shot. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, I was like, all right, hook me up. Because the appointments at home are few and far between, if any. Um, they're booking into like March and April for booster shots now because Omicron's so bad in Ontario. Everybody's running to get the booster shot thinking that's going to save them. Transformers. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he was taking a drink of his tea when I said that. I was kind of hoping he'd snort tea out his nose. But no, no such luck. Anyway, um, yeah, I got my booster at the CVS pharmacy today. It was quite fun. Relatively painless. I'm feeling fine. My arm's a little sore in the injection site, but that's about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm ready to go. Packed up. I've got I've done my arrive can, and I've got my shuttle booked, and now... It all depends on the plane. So, yeah. I'm, you know, like, the last time, we were right down to the day. We were scheduled to get up at, I think, 7? Yeah, we were going to get up at 7. And I woke up at 6 out of a dead sleep and went, I'm not right. Check my email. Sure enough, something wasn't right. And we just <laughs> poked Dave and went, turn the alarm off. We're not going anywhere today. <laughs> all right. Turn the alarm off, we'll deal with it later when we wake up. <laughs> and that's what we did. 
Um, so yeah, this is uh, leave it on a jet plane part two. <laughs> We're going to try this again. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I can't get on the plane on Thursday. <laughs> There's going to be a few people that are going to be a little upset. Uh, my mom for one, because, uh, we were scheduled to go to Florida and I'm pretty sure I'm, I, I'm not going to scroll back through the conversation, but, uh, because she, it's my mom. She twists everything to her own benefit. But anyway, um, I'm pretty sure she said, I, we aren't going. So I made other plans. I was supposed to go to New Brunswick to go see Crystal in her new house. And then today she's like, so I'm still going. You're coming with me, right? What? Wait, no, <laughs> I don't know. How long do I have to go home and like touch my things and roll around in my bed and go, it's still a brand new mattress. <laughs> it's I've hardly been in it. Um, no, no, that's kind of, that was a big part of the decision that I made. <laughs> like it's, it's winter there. Um, I grumbling when it gets cold here in California and I think it's only been, well, it's been down like, it was minus one the other night. It was minus one Celsius 19 Fahrenheit the other night. And, but I mean, that was the other night I was inside under blankets. I don't care what it does in the dark. I'm not out there. I'm inside where it's warm. I care what it does in the light when I'm not out in here in the warm and I'm out there in the cold and it was cold. I think it was like 45 or something. I don't know. It was cold. I was not happy. And then it's like, oh, wait, I have to go home. What's the temperature at home? Minus seven. Awesome. No. <laughs> so um, my mom kind of did her, you know, passive aggressive. I'll just drive by myself. <gasps> but I'm not too keen on that idea. So then I talked to my sister. My sister's like, well, you know. She'll just go by herself and she's at that age where she needs help because what if something happens to her? <sighs> so, of course, you know, if I tell her no, I'm not going to go with her and she goes by herself, I'm the asshole. Yeah. You know, sometimes it sucks being the oldest. It really does. So I talked to Crystal and Crystal being the awesome Crystal that she is said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about coming to see me. Come see me in April. I wasn't expecting you till April anyway. Okay, fine. Go take care of mom because, you know, she's the mom. Uh, fine. But she made a good point. I will miss it when she's gone. Um, I know with Grams it was hard the last few years, but I know my mom misses that. I know she misses arguing with my grandma. <laughs> I miss arguing with my grandma. It was fun. Even grandma had fun. She was just so ridiculous sometimes. But, um, so yeah, I get, I get two whole weeks. I get 14 days at home in my apartment before I need to pack and get my butt down to my sister's so that my mom and I can go to Florida. <laughs> and then she's going to fly me into Ontario, California when I come back for PCE. <laughs> Cause I'm going to make her fly me into Ontario, California instead of Las Vegas. Cause you know. She owes me. <laughs> you know, I, I, 
And then she tries to pull the whole passive aggressive, but you're turning 50 and I'm not going to be with my baby on her birthday. I'm going to remind her of all the times I had to babysit grandma while she was off in Florida on my birthday. And she threw at me, well, it's not my fault you were born in February. Uh, um, I kind of think it is because I didn't have a say in the matter. I didn't show up till after the matter had happened. And then I was there. <laughs> I was your parting gift. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was her fault. I was born in February. But, uh, yeah. There have been a lot of birthdays of mine she hasn't spent with me, so I don't. I, I have no guilt about not spending my 50th birthday with my family. Because in the 50 years that I've been around, I have had one surprise birthday. From my family and my ex arranged that I was at my grandmother's at my mother's actually watching my grandmother because my mother and my sister were in Florida so my ex and my brother and the nieces and nephews and my son and my daughter-in-law my grandson came over and we had a little birthday dinner when my grandma was totally confused but that was okay. Uh, but yeah, that was like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. When was that? Four years ago? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was good. So yeah, no guilt. I'm going. I'm going. I'm coming back here for my birthday. I want to be at an event for my birthday. I actually had a dream about it um, last night or the night before, and um, and it was. I was standing on the stage and I was doing my speech for the costume contest. And I was saying something like, you know, I feel like a celebrity because I have celebrities at my birthday. I have all these vendors at my birthday. I have all these people at my birthday paying to get in and celebrate my birthday. <laughs> so I have to be there so I can make that dream come true. I also, um, yes, there's a story in the works. This idea is trademarked. So I wanted to get that out there before I tell you the idea. I had a dream last night. I woke up. It was not a dream. It was a nightmare. And I woke up, sat straight up, and screamed, it's never just a chicken. And then I stopped and I realized what I had just screamed and bust out laughing. Yes, I had a nightmare about a serial killer chicken. And I was trying to tell everybody around me that it's never just a chicken. So, like I said at the beginning of this, that's a copyrighted idea. Trademarked. Anyway, but yeah, I, I sat straight up into bed and screaming, it's never just a chicken. <laughs> I start laughing. So, yes, there is, yeah, a serial killer chicken. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even. A real killer chicken. Oh, yeah. So the story's already taking shape in my head. I can't remember much of the dream other than I kept telling people not to go into the chicken coop because they would go out there and then we'd find them in the barn torn to shreds. And I knew it was the serial killer chicken that was getting them. Nobody would believe me. I'm trying to tell them they're not, it's not just a chicken. It's not. 
nobody would believe me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was telling Dave that this morning. He's looking at me like, what? I'd make a great movie. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, writing the story. And <laughs> this little voice from the bunk bed behind me. You dreamt about a killer chicken? Yes, yes, I did. See, this is what happens when Lupa goes to bed in pain, with headache, and hungry, and thirsty. I had, like, all the trifecta going. <laughs> it's like, I need to sleep, I need to sleep. And I wasn't sleeping because I was in a lot of pain, because I had a really bad headache. And it was kind of like, I don't know, it's pinched nerve thing. I, I got to make a doctor's appointment when I get home, which isn't going to happen because you can never get in to see him at a, in a decent time frame. So I might just go to emerge and have them quickly assess me <laughs> or walk in clinic if I can find one. Um, but I always have a headache, but it was really bad last night. And I just, it hurt to put my head on the pillow. Um, like it was a physical hurt. So I I knew it was more than just a headache. It was like a pinched nerve or something because touching my head hurt, but putting pressure on certain spots didn't. Anyway, um, so I was tossing and turning. And I'd only think I'd been asleep for maybe three hours when I woke up because I, I watched um, the Borgias until about midnight, oh, about 1130. And then I tossed and turned for like an hour and a half. Because I remember the last time I looked at my watch, it was like 12.23 or something. And then I woke up and it was 3.37, 3.47, I think, when I woke up screaming, it's not just a chicken. <laughs> it's never just a chicken. Yeah, chickens, I tell you. But, uh, yeah, sleep was rough last night, so I will be hopefully sleeping tonight. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, so I had the trifecta going, which anyone who knows me knows that tends to create some pretty interesting dreams. Um, yeah, it's like there's, there's two things about me. You don't know me. You need to, you should probably know if I'm ever going to be like sleeping around you. Don't let me go to sleep hungry unless you're prepared for weirdness, like screaming about chickens. Don't let me go to sleep right after I've eaten, unless you're prepared to deal with me clinging to the ceiling, fighting, punching, kicking, you know, trying to run away from the serial killer that's chasing me. <laughs> Never mind the serial killer and the chicken. Um, if I eat right before I go to sleep, then I have horrific 3D Technicolor. It's actually, it's not 3D Technicolor anymore. What is it? 4K, 1080 just go with 4K. P, whatever, it's 4K, like whatever. <laughs> it's 4K, you know, VR reality. I'm there. It's coming to get me. I can feel it breathing down my neck. <laughs> you know, like the saliva's running down my spine, trying to eat me. Um, kind of dreams. If I go to bed hungry, I have scary dreams. But they're ridiculous, like serial killer chickens. Yeah, I had a dream once. Um, <laughs> I, had a dream. I had a dream once. Um, I had these shoes that 
when I put them on, they made me a foot and a half taller. Unfortunately, I had no control over that extra foot and a half. So I would go out and I couldn't duck. I couldn't bend it or move it out of the way. And I kept slicing it off on like door frames and stairs and bridges. Like these shoes just kept making me grow. And I would like slice off that extra bit that grew off whatever, because I couldn't move it out of the way to prevent it from getting hit. So it would just slice it off. <laughs> yeah. See, ridiculous. I told you. Yeah. As I'm like making this whole, you know, Twilight Zone show out of my dreams now. Um, but yeah, so still in California having strange chicken dreams. And uh, next week, next week's podcast should be from the home studio. I said that two weeks ago. I'm still in California. So I say that with bated breath. <laughs> we shall see how this plays out. Um, okay, so I have a little housekeeping now that I've gotten that out of the way and just remembered that, you know, I have a little housekeeping. Oh, wait, the live studio audience is sending me something because <laughs> he just remembered I should probably do some housekeeping. So, the World of Myth Anthology number four has hit the bookstores. And it hit with a thud. That sucker's huge. 2.06 pounds of book. Oh, look! My housekeeping has arrived. <laughs> All right. So, we have... I need some, like, loading music. There we go. Okay, so, number one. World of Myth Anthology Volume 4 arrived last week, and surprisingly, not surprisingly, selling like hotcakes. It's not surprising. I am not surprised. We put out some darn good material. Um, It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And it's, I don't know. I've been in the anthology before. I've been in other anthologies. I've taken part in other anthologies. Um, I was very proud of Natural Instincts. This one? I don't know. It's it's personal. It's it's um I have touched every single story in that book. I have edited every single story in that book. I've read every single story in that book. Wrote one of them. Um, I wrote the intro. I wrote the back blurb. I helped pick the, the cover photo. I was part of every, almost, almost every step of the process. I was here while it was being coded and put together into book form. So, you know. I rubbed the shoulders of the publisher <laughs> while he worked. <laughs> I tried not to distract him too much. But yeah, it's uh, it's almost a feeling of like when Eternally Bound hit the shelves. It's like, that's mine. I did that. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of everything in that. Um, and like kudos goes out to every single person in that book. Because it it wasn't easy to 
I mean, most of the stories in that book are members of the month. So just winning that is not easy. Trust me, I know. Um, I won one when I first submitted, and then I think it took me a long time to win another one. I've won three now with pennants last year. I won any this year. Last year, won three with pennants. Um, which is unheard of for me. Like, that's kind of cool. So I kind of know that's going to be a book. <laughs> and it's finished. But I'm really proud of this anthology. It's it's an incredible um, piece of art. It's an incredible collection of work. So I highly recommend you pick up a copy not just because I'm in it and I worked on it, but because you will enjoy every story in it. It runs the gamut of styles and themes and emotions. So you can get it at www.mythmart.com. Yes, I have to do the shameless plug. And for my Canadian listeners, um, it's best if you go to amazon.ca and order it on there. The shipping costs are actually better. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, we're working on that. Um, outside of the U.S., shipping gets to be a little high for MythMart. So, yeah. But, I mean, you know what? Support, support. Either way, we are happy with whatever. And every author in that book is happy with every book that's sold because we get 10 cents per book for royalties. So, yay! <laughs> Come on, sell those books. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. No, I don't. I got shoes for Christmas. I don't need a new pair of shoes to think of something else. Anyway, okay. Number two, the winner of the open contract challenge, Peggy Gerber, will meet with the Dark Myth Publications team. I am one of them to have her book Stumbling in Crazy Town ready for PCE in February, which is five weeks, five weeks away. No, pressure. no none. <laughs> Speaking of PCE 2022, the live events committee has elected Rebecca Illich as chairperson Jenna Sparks as secretary and Addie Ramirez as treasurer. You're lucky I can change things on the fly when I'm reading them. <laughs> also, the Jaselmon Live Events, with Jaselmon Live Events, the committee voted to have JPWI Wrestling placed under their umbrella. So now JP, uh, Jaselmon Live Events controls all of the live events. Um, if it's a live event, it falls under that umbrella. Doesn't mean we're going to hold that live event, but if we have or could possibly, it'll fall under that that category. Congratulations to Walter G. Esselman, who was elected in a unanimous vote to be the new treasurer beginning January 1st, 2022. I'm not exactly sure if I would send out congratulations or condolences because the poor bugger's got to work under me now. <laughs> With me. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I love you. Uh, the World of Myth calendars are running a bit behind because of the post-holiday postal craze, but we have been assured they are on their way. <laughs> they have left the publisher and are on their way to the warehouse. Fingers are crossed. Uh, we are still looking for an anchor for the comic book series set to release this September, um, American Smash. If... If interested, contact Dave at dkmontoya at jazelmon.com. And apparently that's everything for this week. All right. So, 
Yep, editing as I'm reading. <laughs> leave that line off. Don't need to say that. Okay, so that is housekeeping for this week. Now, where are we? Oh, geez, we're sitting at 24 minutes already. Okay, I'm going to, we're going to do, we're going to have a little fun. <laughs> um, we are going to play Florida Man Birthday Roulette. So I put, start, I'm going to start with January 4th because I'm recording this on the 4th. And when I put that date in, this story came up and it was kind of um, <laughs> appropriate. Because in two weeks, I will actually be in Holiday, Florida. I will be in Pasco County. Now, keep that in mind. Holiday, Florida. A man in Pasco County was arrested for domestic beating after confessing to hitting his father in the face with a slice of pizza because he was angry that his father helped him give birth. The affidavit reveals that 33-year-old Robert Houston held and yelled at his father after shoving pizza in his face. After letting his father get up, Houston went outside and waited for the authorities to arrive, according to the affidavit. Houston told MPs that he knew he would be sent to jail when they arrived at the scene. MPs spotted pieces of cheese and sauce where the incident occurred, and two other family members confirmed the victim's words. Houston was taken to the Land O'Lakes Detention Center. Stands before charging with household battery. Assault by pizza. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in Pasco County. I'm going to be in Holiday. I was in Holiday. When I went to Florida two years ago, I was in Holiday. That's where the trailer park was that we stayed. Yeah, I, I can hear y'all now cackling at trailer park. We're not staying in a trailer park this time. We're actually staying in an actual house. But I will have access to the local Florida newspapers. So, you know, you might get up to date, like up to the minute Florida Man News, because I will be there with them. I'll just walk around with my phone and just record them wandering around. Okay, so the next birthday we're going to do, we're going to do my birthday. Close the coupon. February. All right. Well, I'm trying to. This is not. All right, let's do this. Wow. Not only does the site doesn't work, but I can't. I can't spell February. Nope, it's not right. February. There we go. Nope. One Y. Twelfth. Okay. Let's see what we got. February twelfth. Okay, what is with people hitting people with food? I mean, come on. Oh, all right. So, February 12th. What year? Are you going to give me a year? I'm going to give me a year. So, a man, again, from Pasco County, <laughs> up behind bars after MP said he hit his girlfriend with a burrito. Peter... Alakwa, 41, was arrested Monday in connection with an incident last week. According to the arrest report, Alakwa was arguing with his girlfriend on Friday at their Fellsdale Avenue home in Port Ritchie. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think we're actually in Port Ritchie this time. When it happened, 
Deputies say at some point during the argument, Alacqua pushed the woman into a chair and threw his burrito at her, hitting her on the left side of her face. Yeah, she had a turn, she could have caught it, you know. Arrest warrant states that the first deputy who responded to the scene saw the contents of the burrito on the victim's face, neck, shoulder, and chest. Wow, that <laughs> burrito exploded. <laughs> Alacqua left the scene after the incident. MPs called him to report the charges against him, but he said he refused to cooperate and did not tell him where he was. The arrest report says that he had turned off the phone. In the end, the deputies managed to find Alacqua and arrest him for domestic violence. So, the dude that hits his father in the face with a pizza gets charged with household battery. But this dude, because he hit his girlfriend, gets charged with domestic violence. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Let's see what May turns up for us. <laughs> Let's go to May. Wow. Live studio audience's birthday. All right. Ucliffe, Florida. A photograph taken on the 18th anniversary. All right, hold on. Oh, this one's kind of sweet. This isn't Florida, man. That's really cool. Holy crap, that's really cool. There's a picture of the photograph. It's really cool. A photograph taken on the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks shows clouds in the shape of a firefighter running towards an angel. Matt Snow took the picture as he drove to work on Wednesday. It may be because today is 9-11, but this is the cloud that I saw today when I was driving to work. Doesn't that look like a firefighter running out of a out of a hose, running out of a house and an angel with the sun right behind him. Snow wrote on Facebook. You gotta see this picture. It's a cool picture. I'm gonna show. Bless you. That's one. Wait, let's see. Oh, two. Can we get a three? <laughs> no, no three. Check out that picture. That's cool. Isn't that cool? That is. Live studio audience agrees. It's a cool picture. You can Google it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's go with another birthday. There's a Capricorn on my list. As soon as I find my calendar. Because you know how I am with dates. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, I can't spell again. Your birthday's coming up, madam. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, I know I didn't miss it. 
I know it's coming up. Anyway. I'm trying to remember the freaking date. I keep wanting to think, I keep thinking January 17th. I know you're going to scream at me if I'm wrong. So we're going to go with January 17th. See, that's the one that's stuck in my head. Something's wrong with my Y. Which sucks because every month has a Y in it. Except for April. And June. September, October, and November. Never mind. <laughs> okay, what happened on January 17th? Oh, Florida Man took a day off. I can't believe nothing happened on January 17th. Let's try the 18th. I wonder... Hmm, I'm just checking something here. All right. We're going to cheat. Nothing on the 18th either. Okay. Florida man's lacking in January. What is the problem? He was great on the 4th. Nothing matches January 18th. Good grief. What are they all like? Stop. All right. Let me go to November. Check out crystals. Oh, what are you doing? All right, November. Back to the calendar, because I suck at dates. I probably should have, like, marked these, wrote these down before I started, but... Why do that? Why be prepared for a podcast? That's just silliness. Well, I know November 24th is your mom's birthday. 25th. 25th. See? I suck at dates. And now I'm doing it in all caps. Why is there nothing on my calendar? I don't understand this. Nobody's birthdays are on my calendar. I added crystals. I added Brian's. I've added people's. They're not here. I don't understand. This is not making sense to me. I don't get it. Maybe because I'm looking on the wrong calendar on the wrong phone. <laughs> I bet you that's it. Because I haven't transferred everything everything from my new, my old phone to my new phone. Uh -huh. 
So. Oh, right. I can't find the calendar on this phone. I have to actually go and ask Siri to do it. Hey, oh, there it is. All right. All right, they're not on here either. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Ah, okay. See, I knew. November 18th, Crystal's birthday. Here we go. What do we got? Oh, wait, we've got a few. Uh, what is going on with my... Um, this is just weirdness, weirdness happening over here. Okay, so there's nothing up till the 25th of November. So the 26th of November is my oldest boy's birthday. And his is, according to multiple news reports, a Florida man was in, indicted. In, okay. After he assaulted a woman because his food was not cooked. I tell you, these Florida guys have a thing about food. His food was not cooked enough. According to Acton, Action News Jack's 36-year-old Kenneth Crumpton from Yulee, Florida, hit a woman in the head with a fork when his potatoes arrived uncooked to his liking. According to the news site, the woman suffered multiple stab wounds and blood on her head but refused treatment. All right, Florida women aren't that smart either. Crumpton was taken to the Nassau County Jail at 2.51 a.m. Monday. Crumpton is charged with deadly weapons. His bond was quoted at $25,002. Yep. Oh, boy. What do we got? April 21st. Why not? We're just going to pick random dates now. A Florida man was arrested Tuesday by the in the Tampa Bay area after police said he stopped an undercover detective by posing as an officer. We've read that one. Matthew Joseph Aris, 26, was driving his white 2007 Chevrolet Trailblazer when he allegedly turned on red and blue lights to stop another driver, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff. This other driver turned out to be an undercover detective from the Sheriff's Department who then called the emergency dispatcher to report the unusual traffic stop. The detective watched Aris's car until the Sheriff's deputies could answer. When MPs searched the trailblazer, they found an airsoft pistol that looked like a pistol in a holster and found that Eris's car had a light bar on top of the SUV. Eris was charged with impersonating an officer and released Thursday on $2,000 bail, according to the arrest report. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Let's try July 9th. That's the next one that comes up. Pensacola Beach. Florida man was convicted of killing his neighbor and withdrawing money from his bank. The Pensacola News Journal reports that 45-year-old Calvin Ellison was convicted Friday of second-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and three counts of grand theft. Well, that's not funny at all. Oh, my goodness. Oh. 
Okay, that's a weird... Okay, <laughs> there's a glitch in the Matrix today because I'm reading the article and it says... It's talking about how, you know, this woman found the victim's body and he was tied with duct tape and rope and stone slabs and kitchen tiles were found next to his body. And the very next line is Florida restaurant gains traction with no diapers required sign. I guess I said it wasn't funny, so the universe decided to throw something funny in there. We'll go with it. All right. So I've got to find this Florida restaurant and take my mom because no diapers. <laughs> She'll feel like a big girl again. Um, yeah. All right, so that one's no fun. Let's see. What do we got? June 9th. I don't know. This picture looks kind of scary. <laughs> okay, so. Okeechobee, Florida. A wild monkey attacked a home warehouse in Florida, all on camera. A pet monkey escaped from its owner's truck and attacked a store employee in Okeechobee. Yeah, I said it earlier. I'm not saying it again. Florida. Authorities said a tamed spider monkey named Spanky. <laughs> I think it's the monkey. <laughs> was waiting in the car at around 2 p.m. Sheriff's officials said the owner, Tina Ballard, walked into the store on Monday. According to the report, 50-year-old employee Marilyn Howard was on hiatus when she heard co-workers shouting the monkey was free. The staff member grabbed the leash and the monkey climbed onto her back, but when the front sliding glass doors of the store opened, the monkey got scared and bit Howard. Howard refused immediate medical attention, but said she would be examined at the hospital. I thought she was going to stay at the vet. <laughs> Uh, okay, oh, well, this doesn't look right. Let's check this one out. June 23rd. All right. June 23rd. What is... Oh, why is he climbing into the wood chipper? A man fell into a wood chipper and was killed Monday in Davie in what people call... On the spot called horrific. You think? The worker who had been landscaping all day near Southwest 57th Street and Pine Island Drive in Davie fell in the teeth of his wood splitter. Oh, no. On Tuesday, Davie's police identified the man as Hernan Gutierrez, 42, of Hallandale Beach. Gutierrez's body was sucked into the wood chipper and the consequences took a heavy toll on residents and law enforcement. Oh, ew. Ew. The consequences would be the spray out the other end. I didn't know what to do, and after a few minutes, I can hear all these sirens. Joseph, resident Joseph Horta told NBC6's Jamie Girola. It was a little awful. A little awful? I'm sorry, dude. That's a lot awful. <laughs> it's a whole Fargo thing. <laughs> okay, you know what? We're just going to... One more. <laughs> just one more. It's a picture of flames. we got to find out. <clears throat> okay, so an apologetic but embarrassed man greeted Florida firefighters after allegedly starting a house fire while trying to bake cookies. On George Foreman's grill, according to local media reports, smoke was pouring from the house in Niceville, Florida, on August 27th when a naked man met authorities at the door according to a police report cited by the Miami Herald. At the time, 
house was filling with smoke and several items were on fire. I'm sorry, he told them and closed the door, according to the Northwest Florida Daily News. The man showed no signs of understanding the danger he was in. The Herald quoted the police report as saying, he later told authorities he had smoked marijuana and drank two liters of vodka, according to the Herald. For his safety, firefighters told him he could have died from smoke poisoning, according to the Daily News. Firefighters in oxygen masks carried burning objects out of the house. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, you know what? I gotta see what Florida Man did on Valentine's Day. I gotta. I gotta. February 14th. Oh, dude! I don't know if your sister knows what she's in for. Lake Worth, Florida. On another day, the camera got another doorbell. This time in Lake Wentworth, Florida, a man was arrested for licking Ring's video intercom. The camera catches the man licking the doorbell over and over. Guess that doorbell needed a good tongue lashing. Many people thought that when the first click of the doorbell was seen by Ring's camera in California, it was only a matter of time before the strange behavior surfaced in Sunshine State. In the case of the Florida doorbell, the video shows him licking and steps back and points out what looks like a stack of newspapers. But wait, that's not all. Before leaving Florida, he comes in again to lick the doorbell. It was back in January when another man was filmed in Salinas, California, licking a doorbell. The police were able to identify the suspect as 33-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo. The police are still looking for him and say he could face two administrative offensive offenses for petty theft and vagrancy. There is no word on what charges could be brought against this Florida fraudster. <clears throat> Guess he didn't have a date. I don't, I don't know. Oh, Florida man, you never disappoint, I tell you. All right, let's move on to something wholesome now. 31 California fun facts you'll wish you knew sooner. Yes, since I'm leaving this beautiful sunshine state. Uh, wait, that's Florida. What state is this? The Golden State? Okay, the Golden State. Oh, yeah, it says the Golden State right there. Figured I would do a few fun facts about California. Ugh. All right, let's see. The Golden State is known for its unique history and unconventional spirit, but these interesting facts about California will surprise you. The Golden State is full of surprises, and it's no wonder inspiration and innovation take on many forms in this majestic land of beaches, valleys, and mountains. Recognized internationally for its unique history and unconventional spirit, California, unsurprisingly, has quite a few fascinating stories and interesting facts to share. From the spooky to the intriguing, here are the best California fun facts. Number one, in the 1850s, California became the 31st state. Prior to its statehood, California was an independent country for one month in 1846. <laughs> Look at that, you're allowed freedom for one month and then nope, you're not allowed to have it anymore. Number two, California is home to approximately 40 million residents, which is about one-eighth of the U.S. population, and more than the entire population of Canada. We are aware. We are not amused. 
Number three, the majority of California's residents belong to a minority ethnic group. In fact, one out of every four Californians was not born in the U.S. So I guess that would make U.S.-born Californians the minority then. Hmm. Number four, almonds are California's top export. Most of the state's almonds are grown in the Central Valley, which is considered the world's almond capital. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Almonds for as far as the eye can see. And let me tell you, in the desert, the eye can see really far. Um, number five, many of the Native American tribes, including the Ketchin, Yuma, Medu, Pomo, and how do you say? Oh, no. Hupa? H-U-P-A? Hapa? Hapa. Okay, we're going to go with Hapa. Lived in California. Number six, the Golden State ranks third amongst the largest territories in the U.S. after Alaska and Texas. Number seven, Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Jose are among the top ten biggest cities in the U.S. And I will never see any of them. <laughs> A, because I don't want to. Too many people. I don't like people. I said that today, actually. I don't like people as a whole. I like certain persons. I don't like people as a group. People as a group tend to be stupid. Number eight. With nearly three million acres of land, the San Bernardino County San Bernardino County is the largest county in the U.S. Number nine. Contrasting San Bernardino, Alpine County is California's smallest county, with 465,030 acres of land. <laughs> That's small. Number ten. There are many interesting facts about California, but one of the most impressive is that the first it is the first state to reach one trillion in GDP, which is from the live studio audience. Oh, okay. GDP. I don't know. My brain just went blank. GDP. I know what it means. Um, gross domestic product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Total monetary or market value of all finished goods and products, services produced within a country's border. All right, number 11. After your little financial lesson. Number 11, the California redwood tree became the designated California state tree in 1937. Number 12, Eureka, the Greek word for I have found it, is a cry of happiness when you've achieved something. Archimedes uttered this very word when he discovered the method of determining the purity of gold. In honor of the California gold rush, the state later adopted Eureka as its official motto. <laughs> All right. That marijuana is legal here, so most of them are running around going, Dude, where's my car? Eureka, I found it! Where am I? <laughs> Number 13. During the Great Depression, San Francisco successfully survived the worldwide recession. None of its banks went bankrupt during this time. Number 14. On average, California experiences over 100,000 earthquakes a year. Luckily, many of these earthquakes are quite feeble. I have not felt one since I have been here, and for that, I am thankful. 
Number 15, California was initially named the grizzly bear state, hence the bear on the flag. But as the human population increased in California, trouble escalated between bear and man. As a result, the bears were hunted for sport, thus leading to their extinction. When there were no longer any bears left, California was renamed the Golden State. Should be called the Bear Killer State. <laughs> Number 16. California is truly a hub of innovation and inspires the brightest of minds. Many innovations were created here, including wetsuits, skateboards, Barbie dolls, <laughs> Apple products, oh, figures, Frisbee, and even the Internet. Here's an especially weird fact about California. In the summer months, the Sierra Nevada surprises and delights visitors with its magnificent watermelon snow. As a result of microscopic algae, pink-tinted snow drapes the mountains, and some even say it smells and tastes like watermelon. Well, there you go. Number 18, many people love to crack open these vanilla-flavored treats after enjoying a Chinese meal to read the riddles and fortunes tucked inside. That's right, we're talking about the fortune cookie. This post-dinner delight was created in California, with both Los Angeles and San Francisco taking credit for the invention. Number 19, get ready to steam your worries away in California. Sonoma County boasts the world's largest geothermal field. Before power plants were built in the region, native tribes used it for healing purposes and steam baths for over 12,000 years. And then our generation, our, you know, smarter, technological generation came along and went, oh, let's kick the people out and use that to power everybody. Number 20, with nine national parks to explore, California is home to the most national parks in the country and offers an abundance of incredible incredibly beautiful scenery it really does i must say the the scenery here is at times breathtaking in its barren simplistic landscape and then you go up like big bear up a mountain and there's pristine lakes and trees and green and snow there's snow um but you come down the mountain and it's brown. For miles, it's brown. Brown. Very cool. Number 22. Oh, wait, sorry. Number 21. San Francisco is the only city where you can walk on guns. Yes, you read that right. You heard that right. Known for its bizarre facts, San Francisco is quite the headliner. For instance, did you know that it's illegal to store anything but automobiles in garages in the city? No bikes, no boxes, no dogs, just cars. In an attempt to make the city streets free of mud and dirt, settlers paved the streets with guns during the nineteen during the late 1800s and early 1900s. All right, interesting. Number 22. San Francisco is also known as the City of Dogs, thanks to its unusually large pup population. As of 2016, there are only 115,000 children in the city, but between 120,000 and 150,000 dogs. It seems like San Francisco residents are in favor of having four-legged babies. 
Number 23, California defies gravity. Literally. There are several mysterious places in California where gravity just doesn't seem to play the same role as it should. The gravity hills in certain spots of California are known to push your car uphill without using any power and while the car is still in neutral. Number 24, California. i got to find where those places are. Number 24, California has the largest amphitheater in the United States. The classic Hollywood Bowl opened in 1922, serving as an amphitheater, public park, and picnic area. Number 25, most of the films filmed in the U.S. were filmed in California. Following the Golden State is New York and Texas. So take a drive to the most iconic film locations in Southern California or add Northern California film spots to your to-do list. I can honestly say I have driven by one of those iconic film locations. When we were coming back from Big Bear, Dave's sister Rebecca pointed out one of the filming locations that they use when they're filming movies. Yeah. It was like right there off the side of the highway. <laughs> like, holy crap, that's very cool. So, yeah, it was kind of neat. So, number 26. Enjoying everything from avocado toast to avocado smoothies, Californians are so in love with the avocado that it's become the official state fruit and one of the most iconic foods in California. San Diego County's Fallbrook, known as the avocado capital of the world, hosts an annual avocado festival. You will never be going to that. No. <laughs> Our live studio audience is very allergic to avocados. Number 27, the stylish city of San Francisco is where blue jeans were invented. Levi Strauss and business partner Jacob Davies introduced the jeans to the world in 1873. Initially worn by factory workers, miners, and farmers, jeans eventually made a staple became a staple and made their way into closets around the nation and beyond. Number 28. In California's Sequoia National Park, you'll find the world's largest tree by volume. Named General Sherman, this giant sequoia is about 52,500 cubic feet by volume, and its circumference at the ground is 102.6 feet. Number 29, this iconic zip code, the iconic zip code 90210, is one of the state's most expensive zip codes and among LA's most expensive neighborhoods, but Beverly Hills has actually humble roots. What began as a Spanish lima bean ranch quickly transformed in the most prestigious Golden State neighborhood, and it's now home to many Hollywood starlets. Number 30. California has an incredibly diverse climate and environment. The weather varies from blazing desert heat to subarctic climates, depending on the latitude and elevation. I can attest to that. And number 31, California is the only state that has hosted both the Summer and Winter Olympics. The city of Los Angeles hosted the 1932 and 1984 Summer Olympics, while Squaw Valley hosted the 1960 Winter Olympics. Now, I didn't get into any of the really good fun facts, like, you know, Area 51. That's Nevada. Oh, right. Okay, never mind. We'll do Los Angeles or Las Vegas next week. We'll do Nevada next week. All right, where are we? What are we sitting at? 
All right, we are sitting at an hour, so we are going to call that good for this week. And maybe we'll see you in Canada next week. Maybe we'll be stuck in a, I don't know. I don't, you know what, at this point, I don't know where I'm going to be next week. I really don't. So um, have a good week and stay out of trouble. Keep your nose clean and be kind. Be kind. I haven't told you that in a while. Be kind. Be nice to each other. Be decent. Go out and do something nice. Even if you don't want to. Do it anyway. All right, everybody. I will see you all next week. Have a good one. See ya. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.